What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. Welcome to Headbangers Rock Show, where the past is still kicking ass. Your hosts, Chris51 and Joe, are talking old school rock and heavy metal. Now, let's kickstart the show, boys. And you came in and filled in for somebody that had been in the band for 10 years, and a lot of the focus had been on Ozzy Osbourne. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do here is uh, play a little outtake of an interview I did with Ozzy. If you just want to throw sure. those headphones on there for a second so you can hear this. Uh, I just want to get your comment. We're mm-hmm. still holding on to the dead dream. It's dead. Sabbaths are dead now. It's not that I don't like what they're doing. I mean, there's great music what they're doing, but it ain't Black Sabbath. It's not Black Sabbath. It's a new band. It's a different band. It doesn't sound remotely like Sabbath apart from telling how many thundering riffs. Yeah. Actually, it's only till I left that I realized how, how much of a part of Sabbath I was, you know. Any of, any of the guys, you take four guys that have been together for as long as Sabbath were, mm-hmm. and you try and replace I mean, you perhaps you'd go away with a bass player or a drummer, but Tony and I only had his distinctive sound, and I had, his, I had my own sound and my own my, the style of singing. And that combination was Black Sabbath. Well, I think he's right. I think he's right uh, in that he's talking about uh, there is no more Black Sabbath uh, with Ozzy Osbourne in it. Uh, he's absolutely right. Uh, it's not even remotely close as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think that you'll find that the riffs that Tony or Tony's playing now are probably uh, more musical riffs. And the reason probably being that he's now got uh, uh, someone who can uh, compare musically to the riffs that he's playing. Um, now, I'll make a derogatory statement for you that you can play to Ozzy if you like. I've heard some of the things that Ozzy has... Let me answer this one first. You asked me a question about what I've just heard. Uh, again, I agree, he's right. But he's talking again from the context of when he was in the band with Black Sabbath. Granted, a bass player will not make as much of an impression uh, with a change as a vocalist would or perhaps a guitar player. And he's right about the drum end of it as well. Uh, that does not necessarily mean that without that same bass player or without that drummer that the band would be as good. So he didn't really expound on it. But what he ge- he's generally saying is right. This band is not the band that did Iron Man, that did War Pigs, because I don't sound like Ozzy. At least I hope I don't sound like Ozzy. Uh, I don't try to. I don't want to. Uh, it, he's right. It's not the same band. Not at all the same band. It's a band that has progressed where Ozzy either refused to pro- to progress or was incapable of progression. And I like to think that it's incapable of progression. Um, I can tell you things that probably the other people in the band wouldn't tell you. Uh, Tony wouldn't tell you, or Terry wouldn't tell you, or, or Bill, when Bill was, if Bill were here, wouldn't tell you. I know Bill wouldn't tell you. He's too, too much of a gentleman. But I, I, would, I would tell you. I mean, I've heard the things they've said about Ozzy. Um, most of the time, they say nothing because they are gentlemen. Again, I've heard the things that Ozzy has said about Tony and myself in particular. I've seen things in Cream Magazine and Rolling Stone and, and all, the, all the publications. And uh, replying to them, to the things that Ozzy has said, to me is like dueling with an unarmed man. It really is. I mean, I, I really feel like someone who has a sword 
up against someone who just has no clue what a weapon is. Uh, I find the man to be stupid, uh, totally devoid of intelligence, uh, an animal. Um, and I could give you examples of all these things to, to back up what I'm saying. And I would not say them unless I firmly believed these things. And I wouldn't say them unless I felt that at some point someone needs reply. Yeah, welcome back. Headbangers Rock Show. Headbangers Podcast, or Headbangers Rock Show, the podcast version. Um, how are you guys doing? I'm Joe. Across the way from me is... Chris51. And um, we are back for another episode of Headbangers Rock Show. And uh, tonight's episode, today's episode, this morning's episode, depending on when, where or when up? you are. Um, the episode today is... Uh, it's it's We attempt to answer... I don't know if we answer it, but we're going to... Just uh, delve into it a little bit. The age-old question in rock and roll. Well, there's a couple age-old questions in rock and roll. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. Ozzy or Dio? Which Sabbath singer was better? Yeah. And their solo careers, right? Yeah. So we're going to yeah. take a nosedive into um, um, basically taking a look at their uh, their Black Sabbath careers, you know, or maybe not their careers. We're gonna we're gonna basically come down. Which which do you like better? <laughs> yeah. Basically, was gonna and then with the with the solo careers too, album by album, kind of see which one you know we'll, we'll we'll put two albums against each other. 
We'll talk about them. We'll come. One of them albums will come out a winner in the end. Maybe we do answer the question: Who do you prefer? You know, mm-hmm. Ozzy's Sabbath, Dio Sabbath, Ozzy solo, Dio solo. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but you know, this is kind of like in rock and roll. You got a lot of these. You got Sammy and Dave, right? Yeah. You know, well, there's you no got, contest there, but yeah. yeah well, I don't know. I remember. <laughs> I'm kind of a Sammy guy. Of course, you um, are. <laughs> everyone would guess that you're also kind of a white lion guy. I mean, so. I'm kind of a white lion guy, so maybe that makes sense that I'm a that I'm a Sammy guy. I mean, I you know I love Dave, but uh, yeah, I do love some of the Sammy stuff. But you know, Bon Scott or Brian Johnson, you know, mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. age old rock and roll question. Um, Paper or plastic? Another yeah. one, you know. There we go. Bud, Coke or Pepsi? We Bud, or light, Bud Light, you know, right? <laughs> uh, trail mix or uh, what else? Ooh, nothing compares trail mix. <laughs> um, okay, so Ronnie James Dio versus um, Ozzy Osbourne. Did you know? Actually, I didn't realize this too. Um, of those two singers, that Ronnie was older. Did you know that? Really? I always assumed because he came in after uh, Ozzy in Black Sabbath yeah. that he was younger just by way of his, you know, yeah. being yeah. the second lead singer and, you know, Ozzy moving on. But no, he was... Uh, so Ozzy currently is 73 years old. Mm-hmm. If Ronnie were alive right now, he'd be 80. Jeez. Yeah. Really? 80. I mean, I, don't, I think he would wow. be done touring by now, too. I don't think he'd be yeah. 80 years old up there. I don't know. He he seemed like the type that could just never give that life up. Well, you know? possibly, but man, I can imagine. I mean, there's definitely. I mean, is Ozzy? I don't even know. Is he still touring, or is he basically I done? I think so. I think he's kind of done. He's I, done. Yeah, but he's done stuff in the last couple of years, like oh, just pre shutdown yeah. pandemic. He was kind of out there, I think. Right, yeah. and you can. I think you can go some of these guys into their seventies. I think once you get to the eighties, though, man, that's got to be the. Yeah. That's got to be the not. That's got to be the the stopping point. Not just from a standpoint of your body. You know, and not really, you know, but I mean, honestly, w- would you go buy tickets to see an 80-year-old Ozzy Osbourne? I don't know if I would or not. I mean, I just know. it's just kind of a weird number to think, like, I know. he's 80 and he's up there, you know? Uh, plus a 73-year-old Ozzy maybe. with the damage he's done to his body is, right. is probably like 80, 83 mm-hmm. right now. True. He's he's probably older. <laughs> he's beyond yeah. his years. Um, but, no, I mean, I think, um, and I don't mean to sound bad. I mean, there probably are guys that are 80 years old that can just be fine. You know, my father-in-law's three years away from 80 and you would never guess it you know mm-hmm. so um but it just seems like a, yeah a rock and roll person at 80 that just seems kind of like okay yeah. now now that's old 70 kind of is the new 50 but i don't know that 80 is the new 60 yeah. but anyways yeah. um all right so i do though before we start um i did come across a list of course you did yes and the <laughs> uh this list is very um i mean it's it's uh um it's fitting in that uh, the list was on again. I forget the website, Loudwire, one of the you know one yeah. of the blabbermouth, one of, one of them. Um, but it was it was weird how, it, how the list what the list was. It was the top sixty six frontmen of all time. Uh, is this a piss off Chris list? Well, I mean, none of these lists. Sometimes these lists are ridiculous. We yeah. know that. And there's some on here. I'm, I've got some some notable sort of uh, absences. I've got some notable WTFs. Um, but really, I did it because both Ozzy and Dio are in there. Okay. And so it's going to okay. be interesting to see where they are and then how they fall for you and I and whatever. Right. But um, so here's the thing. Both Ozzy and Dio of the top 66, hard, it was hard rock and metal front men. Okay. You know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't obviously. But um, so take a stab at it. What do you think? Ozzy and Dio are both in the top 10. Where do they sit? Where does Ozzy sit? In the top 10. Yeah. Um, both in the top 10. Where do you think Ozzy is? I would say Ozzy, I mean, God, right 
Rightfully, he should be number one because he basically is the godfather of it, but I'd say he's probably like number three. Okay, what do you think about Dio? Where would he be? He is in top ten, too. Yeah. They're both in top ten. I'd say he's probably like seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's actually almost flip-flopped. Oh, really? Ozzy's seven, Dio's five. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So... I mean, well, Dio's widely been said to have the best voice ever in metal. You know, I mean... Yeah. I agree. It's damn good. Dave Grohl says he's the best voice ever in metal. Is that right? Yeah. Speaking of Dave Grohl, um, he is number... What number is he on here? He's number 27. Wow. That's a, yeah. that's a good push for him. Well, it I is. Mean, I love Dave Grohl. I love, you know, yeah. I love Dave. I love Foo Fighters. But. So here's a couple of the... F- Interesting ones, okay. Uh, just out of just uh, ones I took. Out. So they have uh-huh. Chris Cornell on there, rightfully so, right? Uh-huh, yeah, but he's number forty-four. Wow, his voice is way better I than know. Dave Grohl's. No offense to Dave Grohl, he's a, he's a rock god yeah. to me. Yeah, but Chris Cornell can yeah. sing like no other. You boy. know who's wow. two spots in front of Chris Cornell? Who? Tom Araya from Araya, whatever from, from Slayer. Slayer. Yeah, he's ahead of Chris Cornell. He can't I mean, even he just, sing. He doesn't really? sing. He just I mean, yells I, and growls. I love Slayer, but sure. I mean, you How could put a hundred different guys up there with and that. That's music. what I'm wondering. Like, what, you know, I I was trying to look to see what you read some of the things, but there there wasn't really a criteria as far as like frontmen. Does that mean their ability to sing, their or ability the to be a showmanship, entertainment? Like entertainment? Because I think Chris Cornell obviously crushes. Um, uh, this Tom is it Araya? Ar- Araya? I've never, I never would know. I, yeah, I never it, know. Yeah. I've seen the name a thousand times. Yeah. I never th- know if I've ever heard it pronounced right. Um, anyways, he sings better than him. Yeah, no doubt. And as a performer, I would imagine you know there, there's not much to Slayer. He just stands there. No, plays, Tom just kind of stands there. Yeah, he plays you know, bass. He play, he, yeah, he plays yeah, an instrument. So he just plays. Stands in, he just stands there and say, you know, yells yeah. or whatever. Um, you know who's uh, even further ahead of Cornell? Who? Billy Joe Armstrong, Green Day. Shut the <laughs> he's 30, fuck. Up. He's thirty-two, number thirty-two. He's twelve Jesus. spots better than Chris Cornell. I mean, wow. come on, come on. That is a what the fuck right there. That is. He you shouldn't know. even be in the top list. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I, but you know, who's, he's just a punk rock singer that talks. He basically talks sings. Yeah. Like, Do you know who's number? Uh, so twenty-five. So now this is Chris Cornell, mind you, is forty-four. Mm-hmm. This dude is number twenty-five, almost twenty spots. Don't better. tell me, Kurt Cobain. No, Ian McKay from Fugazi. What? I know. I don't get it. I'm just I, like, okay, what? I've never got the huge... Uh, I mean, okay. I've never got the huge draw if you're gonna on put, Fugazi, If you're going to put dude. Fugazi in there, though, he's not 20 spots better than Chris no, Cornell. I mean, no. they, okay, you could put him in there, you know, but that Chris Cornell should be in the top 15, and that guy should be up in the 40s God, or something. That, that would make more sense. That to me is, that to me is when you have, like, a, a new millennial in there that's like, oh, what do you think? Oh, we right. got to put Green yeah. Day and Fugazi. Or, it's not like Chris Cornell's been dead for that long, you know? It's, I mean, it's, yeah. you know... Um, Bon Scott's number 12. Brian Johnson's number 10. They actually have Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson had a Bon Scott? Yeah. Bon Scott had a way better voice than Brian Johnson. In my opinion. And you got to think showmanship-wise, he was a ton better because he was a real showman. Um, Where's Okay, where's... Because to me, this should be top five. Not on on actual voice as far as uh, whatever the accolades are of how well you sing, but on pure entertainment showmanship, to me... David Lee Roth should be top five. Where's David Lee Roth? Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't mark it. I didn't write it down. He really? was in there. He was in there. I want to say he was somewhere in the twenties. Okay. Yeah. What about Axel? Was well, that's a damn Axel good show was in me. there? I, I want to say he was maybe either in the. He might have been in the twenties or thirties. He okay. was somewhere around there too. Yeah. Paul okay. Stanley was number thirty. Really? Yeah. Which I don't get how he's. You know, he's good. I mean, as oh, a front talk man. about showmanship. Yeah. Good God, he's really he's good. the king of entertainment, and he was a good singer too back in his day. So I don't yeah. know how he's number we thirty. Saw the guys over seventy. How he's number thirty, and the dude for Fugazi is five spots ahead of him. Like really? Wow. Anyways, okay. Notable absences though. Okay. Vince Neil not in there. Wow. Now 
We all know he doesn't have the best okay. voice ever. But yeah, I mean, if you want to say the fact that he sings every other line yeah. live, okay, I get it. But, you know, if it's, you know, on the records, he still sounds good, you know, and he is, yeah. he's not a bad live guy. You know, he talks to the crowd, well, he gets God, moved yeah. around. And if it wasn't for him and Motley Crue, like... Sebastian Bach, not on the list. Shut up. Not on the list. Now, he's got one of the actual best voices yeah. in yeah. all of hair, like hair metal and stuff. Oh Dave Mustaine, not on the list. Wow. However, James Hatf- Hetfield was. Of um, course. Uh, Brett Michaels, not on the list. Really? Which is weird, because he's a great frontman live. Yeah, oh, know, absolutely. Really great frontman live. I'm uh, still shocked Sebastian Bach should be top 20. Yeah. I mean, um, you hear those old records, no one could sing like that. So, number one, number one is a classic singer. Robert Stevie. Plant. No, he was like, he was in the top 10, but not Robert yeah. Plant. Freddie, Robert. Freddie Mercury. Oh, okay. Okay, makes sense. He was a good showman, yeah. great yeah. singer. I you know I do can a, see that I, Queen though. I would I would pick Robert Plant over Freddie Mercury though personally yeah. so I I mean I could get I can get Freddie Mercury um even though I'm not sure if Queen qualifies as hard rock or That's, heavy metal that was my first <laughs> thought know, I know nonetheless Jim Morrison's not in there what yeah not in there at all not at all oh my god you know who else isn't in there who Steve freaking Perry what Journey one not the, in the one list of the best, one, one of the best iconic voices, voices ever oh yet Till Linderman. From Romstein is number twenty six, <laughs> yeah. and he's twenty six. He Steve Perry's not on the he list. Growl talks. Yeah, Steve Perry not in there. That dude twenty six out of sixty six. Wow. Yeah, ridiculous. That is the stupidest. Um, because you, if you put if you put uh, uh, Queen, then yeah. you if you consider Queen hard rock and you consider Green Day hard rock and right, heavy metal, right. which. Neither of those bands are. Right. Then Journey is definitely. Then Journey has to be in yeah. there. I mean, yeah. and the bands like that. Oh, my God. So the funny thing is, so I've seen Foo Fighters live, right? Uh, have you seen them live yet? You're going oh, to. Oh, yeah, I have twice. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Grohl is a great front man. He is. Fantastic. Great. One of the best. I mean, he he is entertaining as hell. Yeah, he doesn't how stop. He doesn't how turn he's it off either. How he's number 27, man. I just, yeah. that, that blows my mind. Oh, you wanted to know Kurt Cobain? Yeah. Which he shouldn't even be 13. There. 13. 13. For a guy who stood there and just played his guitar and stood just there, played his guitar, went like this. Uh, uh, this is a song called basically, Bloom. basically for all of what three or four years until he is dead. Yeah, you know, that's so, all he did. He just yeah. mumbled in yeah. the microphone like this. So, um, yeah, that's the list. But I just thought it was interesting because both the guys we're going to talk about today are on that list, and they're both top ten, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, oh. Although it's it's interesting that Dio's five and Ozzy's seven. I mean, I would have. I would have yeah. thought Ozzy would have been ahead of Dio, but... Ooh, that list fires me up, though. Yeah. Oh so, um, Ronnie, uh, Dio and Ozzy. Um, and that's kind of, the kind of cool thing is they're both kind of, you know, one name. You know, yeah. you, know you don't have to say Ronnie James Dio. You just yeah, say Dio. You know who you're Dio. talking about. You don't have to say Ozzy Osbourne. You just say Ozzy. Right. They know who you're talking about. Um, so they were friends, I guess, apparently prior to Dio um, joining Sabbath. Oh. So according to Ronnie, they were... They were um, Friends like before Rainbow that, days. when he was in the Rainbow, he was yeah. an Elf, that band yeah. Elf. Which, by the way, have you ever seen the cover of that album? Yes, <laughs> he looks like a lady. They have him I as know. a little Elf, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he said they. But uh, I guess a, a feud sort of broke out because I mean, you know, Ozzy being fired from Sabbath didn't, you know, wasn't. I'm sure it didn't sit well with with Ozzy at the time. Yeah, and then here, this guy he knows is his replacement. Um, so I think you know the uh, kind of a feud ensued, and I, and I imagine Ozzy probably sort of kicked up the feud initially by saying some stuff about, you know, the Black Sabbath. Um, right. If you heard the intro to the uh, show tonight, uh, we had a little piece that uh, had Ozzy talking about basically what he says is that um, Sabbath is, he says Sabbath is 
is dead. He's like, that's not Black Sabbath. But he does, to his credit, he said, look, they're doing some good stuff with him, but that's not Black Sabbath. He said, Black Sabbath mm-hmm. died, you know, basically when, when I was out. Yeah. Um, so I think that sort of, you know, fueled the fire a little bit. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably where the feud started would be my guess. Because, you know, Ronnie probably didn't you know, yeah. take to that. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Sabbath is dead. We're better now, you know? And yeah. You know, uh, of course, that w- this was back in the day, you know, pre-Twitter, so they you know, couldn't get into it on Twitter. They would probably just read each other's quotes in the magazines. Right. And then, a month you know, later, reply. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I guess this feud that they had was never really reconciled. Huh. I mean, Ronnie died, and they still were kind of, you know, bitter enemies. Like, b- wow. Not bitter enemies, I shouldn't say that, but they yeah. just never reconnected. They never became friends again. They never really talked, and they both did reunion shows with black sabbath you know ronnie a little earlier than mm-hmm. you know, ozzy came back um anyways you know i think i think that's where the the like i said i think that's where the feud started and it just carried on yeah it's, it's sad because it's um yeah both guys um uh, by all accounts are in the rock and roll industry are known for being you know very kind and warm guys and like really can take certain new bands or new artists under their wing you know and stuff and so yeah. they're really thought of individually um really well uh, in the music industry but yet, yet here they had this massive feud you know yeah huh so um <clears throat> quick uh i had a quick note here um it, it, it is interesting though because i wonder i think i've asked I, I think i've talked about this a little bit before but you know when ozzy's album came out i think i think just ahead or just behind of the do sabbath heaven and hell mm-hmm. i don't remember which one's first one was out a little bit before the other it might have been heaven and hell first and then blizzard of oz um and but i always think what 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 uh what sabbath must have thought about because they fired ozzy and they just figured oh he's he's a druggie and a yeah. loser and he, he'll he never show up anymore we're going on we're black sabbath you know we're gonna have yeah. this new guy here he comes out with blizzard of oz which was just an incredible oh, album yeah blew up he gets randy Rhodes. he gets randy Rhodes, and then he becomes bigger than black sabbath and black sabbath goes into yeah. basically nothing in the 80s you know so i don't know it must have been talk about you know karma a little bit right you know, they fired his ass for being you know kind of a drunk and a you know and yeah and then here he comes out with this amazing album but anyways a little bit about black sabbath so I, they started in 68 uh a lot of people in rock know the story of tommy iomi cutting his fingertips off, you know, and mm-hmm. so he had to, in order to play guitar, he had to uh, fashion some um, kind of metal prosthetic on his finger so he could, you know, he could play the guitar, make his finger a little longer since mm-hmm. he was missing part of it. And I guess the those, whatever he used, um, he, it was hard for him to do certain things. So he would down tune his guitar mm-hmm. and be more crunchy and just you know maybe you know, more open chords but lower and stuff and so that became basically the sound of, of sabbath and it basically invented heavy metal yeah exactly yeah they were called uh black sabbath was called polka tolk polka tolk t-u-l-k <laughs> polka tolk blues band initially really <laughs> yeah, back in the when they first started out wow. um and then after a while they called themselves earth uh-huh um, and then, uh, right when they were still called earth, Tommy Omi leaves for a little bit. I didn't realize this. And he went and played with Jethro Toll for like a month. Really? And then he came back. And then when he came back is when they started, um, you know, basically forming and becoming mm-hmm. uh, black Sabbath. Wow. But, I wonder what um, kind of influence Jethro Toll had on 
him going and kind of changing his sound like that a little bit. Possibly, yeah. yeah who knows? I mean, Jethro Tull is very proggy. He is, yeah. <laughs> proggy, metally, yeah, really proggy, <laughs> um, flutey. <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are flutey, aren't they? they? Are flutey. Um, anyway, so then I, I thought this was interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize how they came across the name Black Sabbath or what they. I guess it was a, it was a. There was a movie called Black Sabbath, a 1963 horror flick called hmm. Black Sabbath. And they were in a hotel room. I don't know. Maybe, I'm assuming in England somewhere. And um, across the way, the, this theater was showing that movie, Black Sabbath. Uh-huh. And they saw it up on the marquee or whatever, you know, Black Sabbath, whatever. And so Ozzy thought that was a cool name or one of them thought it was a cool name. And they wrote, a, they wrote the song Black Sabbath, yeah. which is on the first album, the yeah. short first album. And then... Um, they just adopted that as their name eventually. They huh. just we're just gonna be Black Sabbath. So I don't know, a little bit of uh trivia if you ever yeah. play rock and roll trivia that. and that comes up. Uh-huh. You know, I always learn something in these shows from you, Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I painstakingly go through mm-hmm. all the Wikipedia for everybody here. So <laughs> um all right. So let's let's start talking now that we got a little Sabbath out of the way. Let's start talking. Um Sabbath with Ozzy. Uh what's your thoughts? You Sabbath with they had eight eight albums with Ozzy. Yeah, yeah, they had a... Had I mean, up until... I mean, really the first three or four are what they're known for. Right. They had some, in the, a couple in the late 70s, but, you know, they're yeah. not as nowhere near as iconic as the first no, couple. No, I mean, what what can you say about Sabbath? I mean, they're they're legendary, you know? they. Do you like, do you like Sa- Sabbath, though? I love Sabbath, yeah. You do. You could listen to, like, you could put on one of those early albums and just listen to it. I could, but you know, a lot of those songs are so played out. Like, I, I could care less if I ever hear "Sweet Leaf" again, or you know, some of the some of those kinds of songs. But War Pigs deep, and Iron Man, War Pigs, Iron Man. Yeah, I could care less. But some of the deeper cuts on those, like, are really good. I mean, they're so far ahead of their time, and like you said, so crunchy and beefy, and like, I just love the sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're you know, I don't listen to them that often. Yeah, but um, of course, I I like them, and I think I respect <clears throat> them more than anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, for me, I like a lot of it, but I don't like all of it. I got to yeah. be honest. Like I, you know, and I, I mean, get get over the, you know, the popular ones, the War Pigs, the right. Iron Mans, the, um, you know, there are, like I had that, uh, like I like Sabbath. I like, I mostly like kind of like their greatest hits. I mean, it's, it sounds weird yeah. for me, but yeah. um, I, I went back this week and I was listening to some of the albums and just trying to listen to some of the deep cuts and just some of the mm-hmm. random songs that I really don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I've never really gotten into Sabbath hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard them plenty of times and I, everybody knows their popular songs. I've never listened to, um, what is that one um, album that they have? Uh, something Ecstasy. I can't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. but um like was it a mechanical ecstasy or something like that is it like know. their 78 album or whatever and then they have yeah. another one after i've never really listened to that i know like one or two of the songs on there um but i went back and listened to some of them i just some of the deep stuff um it's nothing good it's very sign I, of the times yeah it's and very, i don't i mean it's just very to me it's very um they've kind of got this haunting eerie aura about them all the time yeah, some of the songs, ecstasy from seventy six. Okay, yeah, yeah, and then never say die. Never say die. The album after yeah. that, like yeah. those two albums are. Ugh. Yeah, I just I, I went back and listened to them a little bit. Although I have to admit, though, some of the deeper cuts on those albums to me they they changed a little bit. They mm-hmm. got to be a little bit more. Their songs are a little bit more upbeat. They're you know, mm-hmm. um, starting to sound more like maybe what Ozzy would sound like eventually. I don't know. I just I didn't. Um, I, they 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 didn't they just don't do it for me a ton you know yeah, me neither 
and I don't understand. Like I said, I respect them more than I listen to Yeah, them, and I don't know. understand. Everybody thinks that that album, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, which I think was their third. Yeah. It's like this iconic album. So I went and listened to it, and I'm just like, Ugh. I don't think it's, that's... It's boring no, to me. I think it's one of their worst. Yeah, honestly. I don't yeah. understand why that's such a... Even the song, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, is yeah. not great. I mean, I don't know. Um, but here's the here's the thing. Dio had, let's for all intents and purposes, let's say two albums with, with Black Sabbath. He mm-hmm. did have that third one in like 92 when they came back, Dehumanizer. Yeah. I don't really, um, you know, we're not going to get that far into it because everything changed by then. But yeah. if you take those, take a look at those first two with, with Dio, uh, Heaven and Hell, mm-hmm. um, and then The Mob Rules, the same thing with Heaven and Hell. There's so many people who think that that is this iconic album, mm-hmm. just insanely good album. I went back and listened to it. I've, I've heard it. I've tried to go back and hear it and listen to it, but it doesn't... Except, I mean, there's a couple songs on Neon Nights is pretty cool, mm-hmm. um, but th- that album doesn't really do it for me either, really. I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I tried to... I actually like the second one, but I think they sound Mob better. Rules. Mob Rules yeah. in that album a little bit better. Of course, they got Vinny Peace now on the drums on that album, not... Um, yeah. What's his name? Um <laughs> Why am I the drop Bill Ward? Bill Ward, um, yeah. yeah. He so he's gone on the second one, but I don't know. A lot of people, like Eddie Trunk, a lot of people in rock and roll talk about Heaven and Hell as this this, this massively iconic album. Well, I think the reason why a lot of people talk about I mean, it it's is a new sound. Yeah, and I think that's why because Technical Ecstasy, Never Say Die, the last couple with Ozzy, kind of fizzled out, and to me yeah. they were really nothing. In Heaven and Hell, brought in of course Dio and brought in a new sound, and I think it kind of like their heaviness came back Mm -hmm. and almost a new heavy sound. Yeah. So I think people love that album for more of, it's kind of a a reinvention of Black Sabbath. Okay. Yeah. That album. Yeah, for sure. And it is. And it's a whole different band, but they're kind of like, okay, yeah, we're, this is kind of old, heavy, crunchy, beefy Black Sabbath again. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's probably why, but I agree with you. Like I, I care less about listening. I mean, it's a decent album and it's got a new sound and it sounds more like, like, 80s metal like I, I would put Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell in the category of like with like some of the 80s early 80s Judas Priest yeah you know maybe maybe even in with a little bit of the Iron Maiden sound you know not sound but like that you know how there were certain bands that were not glam but they were in the glam kind of genre right Judas Priest Iron Maiden I would put the Black Sabbath 80s albums those two with Dio kind of in that category I would a too. heavier rock 80s album basically yeah yeah, and like I said, there's some decent songs on there, but to me, it just they. After, I was just trying to listen to the whole album. After a while, it's just the songs are kind of they're not they're not super catchy. They're nothing mm-hmm. like. Oddly enough, I don't think either one of them in Black Sabbath, their solo stuff to me is just so much better than anything oh, they agree. did in Black Sabbath. I was gonna say that today. At some point, I was gonna yeah. say, listen. Both of these solo artists, I would take any of their records over a Sabbath record. Yeah, I just, you I know. just, I think so too. So I don't know if if it boils down to it, um, just for the sake of this <laughs> this episode here yeah. on Headbangers Rock Show, yeah. uh, we're talking you know Dio versus Ozzy. So part of Dio versus Ozzy is the Black Sabbath years. Right. So if you you know gun to head had to choose, uh, you get a couple albums of Ozzy or you get the couple albums of Dio. Mm-hmm. Or what, what are you gonna pick? Are you gonna? Uh, I'm gonna know? pick Ozzy. You are. You know, yeah. I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick probably their like albums two and three. Black Sabbath, you know. Okay. You yeah. know, Paranoid Master of Reality is probably where I'm going to pick those two. Okay. Wasn't there one just called Volume 4? Yeah, Volume 4 yeah. came out, yeah. That, is that their fifth album? Sixth? Um, volume 4 <laughs> would kidding. probably be their fourth, but I'm looking what was yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, 
changes. Supernaut was good. I like Supernaut. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. But I don't know. I, I you know, Master Reality had Children of the Grave, right? And, you know, so sweet, if you're making a five and, song playlist, somebody says you got to make a five song playlist of either Ozzy. Sabbath or Dio Sabbath, you're making an Aussie playlist. I am. Yeah. yeah. How about and you? you're probably not including like War Pigs and Iron Man in it. No, I'm not it, doing yeah. those. No. Um, How about you? Yeah, I think, you know, I think if I had to pick, I would definitely, I would grab five, five of my favorite Aussie Sabbath songs on a playlist versus five, you know, although, although I do think of all the, of all the songs, right? Mm hmm. Um, I think the best song overall, though, is the song, the title song, The Mob Rules. I do like that song. I think that's the best song out of all those albums, but it's there's just not enough great stuff with Dio on those two albums that I would definitely probably yeah. Have to pick I like Ozzy Lady too. Evil a lot too. I like that song, Lady Evil. Lady Evil. Yeah. Oh Evil. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that song. Is so. that on? Is that on? That's the on Heaven and Hell. Heaven and Hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I think I, ultimately I would probably say you know um, Ozzy's Sabbath over yeah. Dio's, but I mean it's close. You know, I mean. Again, they, there was so much more you know, eight albums versus two, right. so it, it's kind of an unfair fight. But if, like we said, if we're going to pick just like a five song playlist, yeah, I'm probably picking. And you can't, you know, pick. <laughs> you have to leave off Iron Man and, and War Pigs and all yeah. that. Then I think, I think, yeah, I think I probably would pick the Aussie stuff. Yeah, you know, more mostly. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go Aussie. You're going to go Aussie too. Aussie. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think um, you know the Aussie years were a little bit better with Black Sabbath. You know, again, we we didn't really, you know, we kind of just talked about the albums a little bit and the songs. I mean, we'll get. I think we'll what we'll do is you know because it's Aussie versus Dio, we'll save a little bit as we get into their solo careers and really kind of talk about their singing styles a little bit yeah, more yeah. because I mean, definitely two different singing styles. Yeah, you know, Ozzy's more like right in line. You know, rhythmically with the music, and he's not not, not the biggest range. Whereas mm -hmm. Ronnie is more of that singer who he can sing kind of a, across the music versus like with it. Absolutely. And then he can he's also got a much bigger range. Yeah. You know, two definitely different singers. But again, you know, Ozzy's voice is very you know it fits like rock and metal super mm -hmm. good. I mean, it's the, the the way he sings is it's so and, unique. You hear so Ozzy, unique, you hear probably you the, the most know. unique yeah. voice ever in metal. You know, and I mean, we know. Dio because we know Dio, but you know he's not nowhere near. I mean, you I could put on Ozzy for, you know, 
some 10 year olds right now and they would know who he is. Right, right. Yeah. Anyways, um, all right. So uh, we just, you know, we touched on Black Sabbath, who's Headbangers Rock Show. Headbangers Rock Show, the podcast. Joe and Chris over here talking about the, uh, the age old question Ronnie, well, Dio versus Ozzy. Mm hmm. Who's better? We just talked about uh, the Black Sabbath years, just sort of, you know, briefly went over our thoughts on which one. I think we both came out. Well, I, I mean, I know we both came out, but we both came out saying that maybe the Aussie years, a little bit better. Again, yeah. he has a bit of an advantage. There's a ton more material. But I think, again, if we were, if you're choosing, if you're just doing a five song playlist, I'm probably going with, with five Aussie I songs. I definitely am, and, yeah. And then, all right. So let's get into. Let's get into um, the, the solo albums, career. solo albums. Yeah. Um, so, um, so we just gonna go straight across. So basically, yeah. the So we're basically first versus Ozzy's first. So yeah. Right? So we're basically the way we're gonna do it. The way we thought about doing it, since it's Dio versus Ozzy, is it the fairest way would be to um, basically go album by album and compare them. Now, mm-hmm. it is a little bit off in years. For example, you know, Blizzard of Oz, his Ozzy's first album comes out in 1980. When you know, obviously, uh, Dio's still with Black Sabbath, still yet to make another album with Black Sabbath. He doesn't come; his first album doesn't come out to '83. Yeah. But for the sake of, nonetheless, for the sake of kind of comparing the two, we're going to go album by album. Gotcha. First album, second, you know, first album, number two versus number two, number three right. versus number three. And actually, they they start to uh, towards the end, they start to get a little, a little closer do, in years. Yeah. Um, but um, okay, so. Blizzard of Oz comes out September fifteenth, nineteen eighty. So I think actually Blizzard of Oz did come out just a little after mm-hmm. Heaven and Hell, like we were talking before. And uh, Holy Diver comes out May twenty fifth, eighty three. Mm-hmm. Here's my notes on it. If Holy Diver wasn't so great, uh, Blizzard of Oz would get a lot more love for me in this, but. Uh, Blizzard of Oz is great. Has a lot of great songs on it. Obviously, Crazy Train. I don't know. Um, I even like Goodbye to Romance. No Bone Movies is kind of fun. Um, but um, it does have a kind of, in my opinion, a stinker. That Revelation song. Mm-hmm. But Holy Diver is one of the best '80s albums of all time. Um, the debut album. It's one of the best. I don't think there's a bad song on it. So if I'm going head to head on those, I mean. Holy Diver wins, and it's really not. I mean, it's. I don't want to say it's not close, but it would. Holy Diver would beat out a lot of out. Like it's a top ten overall album for me from rock, from the eighties. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Holy Diver wins in a in a, in a landslide. Not, huh? Well, I mean, it's maybe not a landslide per se. Like mm-hmm. I like Blizzard of Oz. I like a lot of the stuff on there, but there's no way it's beating Holy Diver. No way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, Holy Diver's. I, I disagree. Really? You, yeah. you like Blizzard better, huh? Now, I, now don't get me wrong. I love Holy Diver. You know, I do. I, I too think it's, I think it's one of the greatest albums ever made. Okay. Yeah. And if I look at it that way, mm-hmm. as as a complete album, not head to head. Okay. If I just taking Dio's Holy Diver, and not against Ozzy, I would say it's a better record. Okay. Okay. Now let me explain. So I would say it's a better record, start to finish. It's it's a complete record. It's okay. one of the best. Yeah. But going against Blizzard of Oz, to me, Blizzard mm-hmm. of Oz opened a whole new almost genre of metal like it it was so impactful with randy Rhodes' guitars on there and the songs and the way they were arranged and to me and maybe it's because it was a few years earlier it was mm-hmm. ahead of its time and and the way ozzy sang on that 
to me, that record like signified kind of the start of a new sound of heavy metal. You know, Black Sabbath started it, and then Ozzy took it a step further with Randy Rhodes. Yeah, and it's so, um, you know, and there are some, there are some, you know, just filler music songs on yeah. there and stuff. Well, but not, not many. I mean, that revelation to me, that revelation song is probably the only stinker on it. But it's, I mean, it's a solid, it's a solid album. But I hear what you're saying. You're saying like kind of like in its historical context, what it did. It, it's for, hard. It's hard for you to go against Blizzard of Oz, even though Holy Diver is a great album. Exactly. Yeah. What it did for metal music, in my mind, mm-hmm. did a lot more than Holy Diver ever would. Mm-hmm. You know, in mm-hmm. Suicide Solution, to me, that song in itself, yeah, is great that riff. song. What a great riff on that. That song song's too. better than any song on Holy Diver, but Holy Diver is a better record, if that makes sense. So your favorite song comes from Blizzard, but if you're if you're if you're looking, so you're looking at it saying head to head. I'm head to head. You yes. you would you would take Blizzard. Just be, you know, mostly based on its iconic historical, right. you know, and it's got some great songs on right. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, Crazy Train's one of the most. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's played out, of course, but it's one of the. There's a reason. It's one sure. of the best songs ever made in heavy metal, yeah. and you can't really say that about, um, you know, Holy Diver. I mean, sure. as far as a sing- singular song, so yeah. it's a hard choice. It's not easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That, I'm going. I'm going Blizzard that, narrowly. Okay? Yeah. This was. Um, that was one of the. I mean, it was one. Of, well, for me, I guess it wasn't one of the hard ones. I. I just knew because of the way I. I mean, and I didn't really. I didn't pick up on Holy Diver. I mean, I knew the Rainbow in the Dark song yeah. from the '80s. But I didn't pick up on Holy Diver until I was in college. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, you and I were so into Motley Crue and Rat and Twisted mm-hmm. Sister and stuff back the then. Blizzard of Oz, too. I didn't pick the, up Blizzard of Oz yeah. until later, way Those later. Those albums escaped us. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the first Aussies we were at is like, I think Bark of the Moon and Ultimate Sin, you know, was Yeah, like, I mean, we knew of Ozzy and we knew of Dio in the 80s, but we were just we, a little too young. Again, yeah, because you got to think about it. It's, times were different. You know, we, we only could listen to the albums that we had bought. Right. Right. And I just I didn't ever buy an Aussie album as a kid. I was too busy buying the Motley Crue's, the Rats, the yeah. When you had to pick strawberries all day or chop wood for your dad, right, right, and, and you could only make seven bucks doing sure. it, yeah. You were going to spend your seven bucks on the new Motley Crue or Twisted Sister record, not on the Holy Quiet, Diver yeah, or the Quiet Riot album or yeah, the exactly. Def Leppard. You know, I mean, exactly. That was more of our scene. Whereas I've always said this before, you know, there are a couple different sort of. I don't want to even say subgenres, just just different. You know, when you think of '80s metal, you know, there's definitely that Rat and Motley Crue and Twisted yeah. Sister, that kind of glam-ish type of um, uh, scene. And then there was definitely, I think, Dio and Ozzy are more in the Judas Priest, right. Iron Maiden sort of uh, subgenre, if you will, of right. '80s rock. And so, even yeah. that, I w- I would pick up an Iron Maiden record, yeah. Long before, and I had a couple Iron Maiden records as a kid. I just, yeah, Yeah. I never had Dio as a kid, and I never had Ozzy really as a kid. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really pick up and know some of the some of the albums of these two guys until like I was in college. Yeah, you know. Um. Okay. So So, okay. So you got Blizzard, and I got Holy Diver. Yeah. So okay, good. All right, one on one. Um. All right. So the next one is Diary for Ozzy is Diary of a Madman. Mm -hmm. Uh, against Last in Line. So Diary comes out November seventh of eighty one. So just about a year, you know, a little over a year later. And then uh, Last in Line is uh, July 2nd of 84. So both of these albums, both of their second albums were just a little over a year removed from the the debut ones. Yeah. Okay. Back so, when they were hard at work. <laughs> Diary, yeah. Diary would be the last album with Randy Rhodes mm-hmm. before he died. Um Okay, what do you think of uh, over the Ma- or, over the mountain over the mountain starts off uh, diary? But what, yeah. what's your what's your thoughts on these two albums? Or how about diary? You like it? 
I, I love Diary. I mean, just the way, the way it starts off over the mountain, flying high again. Like, mm-hmm. it just starts off with, like, bang, bang, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, it definitely has some more filler songs than Blizzard of Oz does in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love Last in Line. I mean, especially Evil Eyes. Oh, God, that song. Yeah. And the Evil, and, and same thing. Last in Line starts off like, Bang, bang, like two, three, four songs are yeah. so heavy Last and awesome. Last Line, Breathless, I Speed at Night. Yes, yeah. I love how it starts off. Stand Up and uh, Stand Up and stand up and Fight. Or, yeah. No. I, I oh, love... We, no, We Rock. It's, sorry, Stand we Up rock. and Shout is uh, is Holy Divers. We Rock, yeah. So it's We Rock. It goes to Last at Line, Breathless, and I Speed at Night. I have that same thing down here. I said, what a great four-song intro. Yeah. But I, I mean, also have that same thing for Ozzy. I said, what a great three to four song intro with over the mountain flying high again you can't kill rock and roll and then believer is okay um but i would i'm with you i think like little dolls tonight sato are sato that's an acronym for Mm -hmm. his his former wife and sharon at the same time which is kind of weird but (laughs) um I think those are more filler songs. They you know, are. They got, they got then, more filler songs. It rounds there. out with Diary of a Mad Man the Song, though, which is a great yeah. song. And Evil Eyes is great. Yep, yep. So, so if I had to choose an, another tough one, but I I still, I'm going with Ozzy. I'm going with Diary of a Madman just because okay. it's Randy Rose's guitar riffs on that. Yeah. And they both start off so strong, but I think... I think Randy Rhodes is what puts the Ozzy record over the edge for me. Okay, yeah. really? Yep. So originally, it was this is kind of an interesting twist on this. Originally, I had the fact that they both start off strong and seem to kind of tail off at the end, right? Right, right. So I originally had it as a tie. Like I was oh, like, really? they both start strong and they both finish kind of weak, right? Mm-hmm. But just today... I said, I said when I was out mowing the lawn, I was like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna throw, you know, Dio. I just came last in line, and I started it at, um, oh, song seven or whatever, uh-huh. just before uh, the song before Evil Eyes, uh-huh. and then it went from that song to Evil Eyes to Mystery, and I was like, you know, it doesn't tail off as much as I thought because Evil Eyes is great, Mystery is a pretty good song. Mystery is kind of like I feel like that's his. He was trying to make another rainbow in the dark, right, you know. Right. Um, but it's not as bad. And I was like, you know what? I guess, honestly, I'd, I'd have to give the last in line just a slight edge. Really? I do. I have to, I, even though Over the Mountain, Flying High Again, You Can't Kill Rock and Roll is a great three song opener for that. Yeah. And I almost, I mean, on the strength of those three songs, it would be close. Yeah. But I do think, you know, I, in Last in Line, the first four songs are good. But it, I, originally, I thought that eh, kind of trails off into filler the way Ozzy's does. But Ozzy's side too, with like little dolls and tonight and stuff like that, they just they don't they don't do anything for me those songs. Yeah. However, Evil Eyes and Mystery do actually. No, in I can see that. So I'm gonna take. That. I am gonna take. Say Last in Line is a better album. Okay, so you're Dio Dio. I'm Ozzy Ozzy yeah, on this list. Yeah. Okay. So um, and it's interesting too because I mean like you know uh, taking I mean them as singers, uh, you know we've talked about how maybe Ronnie is the better singer mm-hmm. pure singer than ozzy right. is but again ozzy's voice just i mean it just fits some of these songs like you could i couldn't see ronnie james dio doing um flying high again it just seems too ozzy yeah. but likewise i couldn't see ozzy doing breathless you yeah. know so you're right i mean yeah dio just dio i mean if you look at t- straight yeah. up talent yeah dio's voice is a million times more talented and we do have to talk about too like the 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 um the uh, the bands that they each have. I mean, they each, you know he's got Randy Rhodes. Um, I forget who the is it. When did Aldridge come in as the drummer? Anyways, with Ozzy, you know he had a pretty good supporting cast for the for yeah. the band. 
Dio's first couple albums had a great supporting cast. You know, he had v- Vivian Campbell was the guitarist. I didn't know that. Yeah, Vivian yeah. uh, uh, Peace was the, the I know Peace was drummer, yeah. and he that the drums on the first two albums just drive. He's oh, they're a driving awesome. drummer. So they're awesome. I don't know. I musically, actually, I actually like the drums on the first two Dio records better than I like the drums. Oh on the yeah, first two for sure, it's way better. But you know, mu- so musically for me, I just I I think I think I do like the first two Dio albums. A little bit better than the first two Aussie ones. Um, I just, yeah, it just, yeah. that's where it goes for me. So, um, so yeah, wow. yeah, okay. yeah, so. that's how it, that's, that's how it, that's how it lights up for me. Um, but, uh, let's get to the third, okay. third one. Okay. Um, so Sacred Heart versus Bark at the Moon. Sacred Heart versus Bark Which at I the Moon. Which I will tell you, I, when I was, when I actually, I actually did a little research for this. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard an interview uh, by Dio, and Sacred Heart was his least favorite record okay. he ever made. Yeah, yeah, and the reason, uh, and I can understand why. Yeah. So, Bark of the Moon comes out uh, September fifteenth, eighty three. Sacred Heart is uh, August thirteenth, eighty five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're both. You know, this is getting that mid eighties. You know, sound. This is when basically this music was the hottest it's ever going to be mm-hmm. from eighty three to like eighty six, eighty seven. Um, I have here that on Bark at the Moon, the title track, Bark at the Moon, and then the next three songs, You're No Different, Now You See It, and Rock and Roll Rebel. That's a great four-song opener. Oh, my God, yeah. Great four-song opener. Um, you know, they've got Center of Eternity, which is okay. The song So Tired is really bad, though. It's bad. Bad. It's not good. Um, song Slow Down is okay. The song Waiting for Darkness is eh. So... I think Bark at the Moon's strength is basically side one. Right. You know, the first four songs uh, in Center of Eternity is okay. Side two is, you know, it's it's not it's not great in my opinion. Sacred Heart, um, first of all, I have one beef about this, the album Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have the words rock and roll on two different songs and have them like spelled differently. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have the words rock and roll on two di- in the name of two different tracks, uh, they, I mean, don't they got to be spelled the same. Yeah. The opening track is called King of Rock and Roll. The word and is in there. Uh-huh. And then I think, what is it? Rock and Roll Children's like fourth or fifth song. It's uh-huh. called Rock, you know, with the N, N roll with the, you know, with the parentheses uh-huh. uh, right there or right, right, right around it. Yeah. Or apostrophe. Yeah, sorry, yeah. right around it. <laughs> rock and roll, rock and roll. Like you can't do that. You can't. You've got to be consistent. You two songs with the words rock yeah, and roll Yeah, I hate in songs it. with the word rock and a Dio uses a lot, though. We rock. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways. Um, rock and Roll Children's a decent song. Hungry for Heaven is okay. Yeah, those the song songs Sacred Heart is okay. There's a ton of, in my opinion, quite a bit of filler towards the end. The song Shoot Shoot, which I think is the last one, is pretty cool, though. I liked that. Mm-hmm. But if we're going head-to-head, I think I think Bark of the Moon wins on basically the strength of side one. Okay. Me uh, too. You think so, too? Oh, by far. So yeah. you, Oh, it's a by far. Yeah. yeah it's, a by it, far. it's a very... Sacred Heart is a very obscure uh, uh, Dio album, it actually. It's, it's almost like it doesn't even belong in there. Which is weird, though. Because he comes back next with an album yeah. that sounds yeah. a lot more like Last in Line and yeah. stuff. You yeah. Know? Like, so, yeah, Sacred Heart is is interesting, to say the least. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's 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 good. It still sounds like uh, uh, Dio, but and I think that was the last one with Vinny on the drums for a little while. Yeah, you got a new drummer and a new guitar player on for the, the next for album. the next album. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, for me, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely go with Bark at the Moon on this one. Okay. Um, on basically, like I said, on the strength of side one, mm-hmm. um, because I don't think the side two of Bark at the Moon is very good. But Sacred Heart as a as a whole album is not 
great. It's got a couple good songs, but they're kind of interspersed and they're they're just nothing is a standout song on right. that album. So I would go, I would go Bart. You on Bark? So you got Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. I got Dio, Dio, Ozzy. All right. Well, on to the next one. Song, another huh? song with the name rock and roll in it but yeah oh that's true but a great one that's true i yeah. I, I made mention that dio has a ton of songs on there yeah. but he yeah rock and roll rebel but it is kind of a funny song because it's talking about um oh and he's got it rock with the two uh yeah uh, apostrophes on each side of n um but it is an interesting song because it's it's talking about you know <laughs> remember in the 80s ozzy was supposedly notorious for being just like you know biting the heads off bats or or stomping kittens on yeah. stage or whatever you know yeah. he was just notorious for being this you know satan worshiper and the so- whole song rock and roll rebel basically talks about you know the fact that like they say i worship the devil but i'm just a, really just a rock and roll rebel you yeah. know it's like i don't yeah. do that stuff and i'm not a devil worshiper i don't kill you know although i maybe the bat thing might be kind of a weird true story but like he wasn't that's not wasn't him even though that's what he was kind yeah. of like you and i remember in the 80s we, we, I mean, Ozzy Osbourne was it was it was kind of like we thought. I was I was kind of scared of Ozzy back then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like right. he was intimidating. The album covers, he was like a freaking oh, yeah. werewolf. Yeah. And, he did. and remember, back in these days, all you had yeah. was like magazine pictures. You yeah. didn't have you couldn't you know you couldn't catch up with them scary. on Twitter. I'm gonna lie, dude. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. Um, but yeah. then again, you scared easy back in those days. I still scare easy. Yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? You do scare easy. Um, Okay, so we have gone through the three albums here, the first three albums, and right now you have it, uh, or you have it, I have three Aussie, three, three Aussie, Dio, nothing. Mm-hmm. God, I'm still surprised that Holy Diver didn't win for you, but okay, here know. we go, three, you know, I have it, I have uh, Dio leading two to one right now. Okay. Um, all right, Ultimate Sin, Aussie's next album, comes out uh, February 22nd, 86, and Dio's fourth album, Dream Evil, comes out J- uh, July 21st. Mm-hmm. 87 so in context of uh closeness in albums this is as close as they ever get mm-hmm. these two albums come out you know within about a year and a half of each other okay again ozzy had the lead because he was you know his first album came out while dio was still doing black right. sabbath but these this is as close as two albums get as far as being in the same kind of era you know okay. mu- year or whatever so when you look at it from that standpoint you know ultimate sin um it starts with the title track, mm-hmm. which is a good song. Mm-hmm. Secret Loser is a good song. 
Um, the album has a good sound, I thought. I think it's one of the better sounding, you know, albums of his. You know, maybe they did something, you know, recording it. Maybe they upped some of the, you know, levels and it just sounds like a better recording. Production wise. Production wise, yeah. Um, it's better than the previous ones, I think, as far as the recording and the production goes. Um, it, which makes, in my, I wrote here, makes otherwise filler songs maybe sound a little bit better. Um, Killer of Giants, though, that song, barf. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> um, this this album, in my opinion, uh, it's Jakey e. Lee, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, was, wait, was Jakey e. Lee on Bark, too? Yeah, he was, right? Wasn't he? The, yeah, he was, so, yeah, he was guitarist on Bark. Um, and, uh, or was he? I don't remember. I didn't look at that. Um, Shot in the Dark is the best song on the album, but it isn't even a purely Aussie song. You know, Shot in the Dark was actually brought in by Jakey e. Lee as a song that he did with his old band, who actually, there's a recording of it out there. And you and I, I have talked about that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. and I have talked about this. Um, and it's, it, you, you listen to it, it's definitely shot. It'd be like, it sounds to me like if Loverboy were to cover Shot in the Dark. Right, right. It sounds a little more AOR, you know, yeah. whatever. But Shot in the Dark is definitely the best song on this album. Um, and it's a little bit of an unfair fight for me because I had Dream Evil. Um, I think it was my second. No, I think it was my yeah. After I heard Holy Diver, I think I got Dream Evil next, just for no other reason than I just saw it or whatever. And Dream Evil is my second favorite Dio album of all time. Really, Holy's my first. Dream Evil's really? my second. Oh my god, dude, I love this album. Wow, I love this album. Um, yeah, it's uh, I love. It's a little bit different lineup. Uh, Campbell's gone. Oh, actually, no, Vinny Apice is still on this album. Okay, yeah, he is. Um, I just think it has really powerful songs. The first four songs are awesome. You know, he's got this All the Fools Sailed Away, kind of this epic ballad. It's okay. It's not bad. Um, I think only two of the songs on here are just okay, and all the rest are really good, in my opinion. So Naked in the Rain and Faces in the Window Mm -hmm. are just okay. Everything else on this album is awesome, in my opinion. Maybe if he would have switched it up and been like faces in the rain and naked in the window, it would have <laughs> could have been a little bit a little bit better. But um, yeah, so I I love this album, dude. I, I to me, Dream Evil wins, and it's walking away. Really, walking away, absolutely, one hundred percent. You don't agree? No, I am a hundred percent opposite. Wow, hundred percent opposite. Honestly, the ultimate sin is my favorite Aussie record. Hmm. To me, that is like the sign of our times. Like that one, I remember coming out. Yeah. I remember getting it when I was a kid. Hmm. I loved the cover. I loved everything about it. It starts off with a great song and ends with a great song. Yeah. Yes, there are some filler songs in yeah. there. Yeah. But even the to me, the filler songs on that record are still more the kind of Ozzy kind of went to the kind of the more, you know, how we say hair metal, glam metal sound for yeah. this record. Right. So to me, that's more in line with the Motley Crue, the Rat that we were listening to at that time mm-hmm. than the Dio record is. So that's why I gravitate towards the old. That's why I gravitate <laughs> towards the Ultimate Sin. Uh, Dream Evil. It does start off. The first four songs are great, and then I think the whole rest of the record is filler. And to me, really? the filler on Dream Evil is nowhere near as good as the filler on the Ultimate Sin. And it could be because, like you said, the production value of it and stuff like that. Yeah, easily yeah. could be. See. I, yeah, I don't know, man. For me, I love Night People. 
It starts off Dream Dream Evil starts off with Night People, super awesome. Dream Evil, Sunset Superman is one of my favorite Dio songs of all time. Really? All the Fools Sailed Away. Again, it's a Dude, seven that minute. So cheesy to me though. That which song. one? All the all Fools. fools away. Yeah, it is a little bit. It's it's it, kind it's, of this epic kind of ballad, seven minute song. It's not. I mean, once it picks up, I think it's better. Now, you could you could throw that along with Killer of Giants. You could throw those two out for me right away. Okay. Right? Okay. You know what I mean? Then yeah. You, then you go ahead to head. Yeah, I could have been a dreamer is great. When a woman cries is kind of a cool song. See, I didn't like that. Over love is awesome. Yeah, I just fell in love with this album because, like I said, maybe it was just the fact that I it was like my second ever Dio and album. And that's probably why I fell in love with the Ultimate Sin because it be. was my first Aussie record I ever bought. Oh, you know, yeah. and oh, dude, see, to me, Dream Evil is my fourth favorite. Dio record, really? My fourth favorite, yeah. Fourth favorite, God, yeah. who are you over there? You, you must be one of these guys that eats trail mix. <laughs> that is. Jeez. You always find a way to bring trail mix in the conversation. Goodness, <laughs> oh my God, you probably, uh, yeah. Oh goodness, so you yep. probably, you probably put fifty cents up on this uh, when you're dipping a stripper too, don't you? <laughs> All right, if I uh, even tip. (laughs) If you you just stand back a foot from the bar, you don't have to tip. Yeah, that's true. It's the same show. You just stand behind the guy that's tipping. Right, right, right. That's a secret. Uh, Wait, you're behind the guy that's tipping? What are you doing behind the guy that's tipping? Hold on. Hold on. Rephrase that. All right, so um, you got. You got a you got Aussie four Dio zero. Yep. Oh my God! And here's the thing: it only gets worse from here for Dio. <laughs> so I can't imagine you pick, Dio picks up any points in your book. But for me, now I've got it. Um, I've got it. Dio three, Aussie one. Wow. Because I like Holy Diver better than Blizzard. I like Last in Line better than Diary. I give Bark at the Moon the nod over Sacred Heart. But Dream Evil, to me, walking away on that one. See, this is the furthest we've ever been apart on any of our lists, I think. Yeah. It's a record for us. Yeah. So, all right. So, four to nothing, Ozzy leads in your book, and three to three to, um, three to one. Three to uh, one in yours. Me. Yeah, wow. Good deal. All right. Well, and to the next one we go. Headbangers Rock Show, the podcast version. Um, that's what we are. Uh, Headbangers Con. No, you've been doing uh, a little bit. Uh, why don't you tell real quick before we get to the last two albums? Um, even though we're trying to get our next guest on this show, yeah, you've got a you've got a different show too, where you're doing basically all just interviews, and you've had. Uh, 
and Holt, yeah, it's Gary called, Holt and Dave Ellison on. Yeah, I just did yeah. David Ellison. Yeah. That was my second one. It's called yeah. Chris Fifty One Uncensored, and it's on a new platform called Peak. P E E Q. So is Peak like a like a Twitter type thing or something? It's kind of like a YouTube or no. Nah, it's it's so hard to explain. It's like kind of like a celebrity Instagram Twitter where you go follow celebrities and okay. and you get a peek quote unquote into their lives. You you can pay money to see interviews, see them live, see them backstage, you see Hulk Hogan lifting weights in his weight room, you know, all different kinds of celebrities, oh, wow. musicians, actors, this and that. It's really dude, it's going to blow up. It's hmm. so cool this this network. So Any chance you can see like Ashley Judd getting undressed or anything God, I on this wish. one? No? I tell you. Okay. But yeah. I I was in at the ground and I'm actually one of I'm there senior advisor on this i so basically, you just go to what do you go to what is it chris 51 peak.com no how do you yeah, go just to, go just go to peak.com p-e what how do you p-e-e-q p-e-a-q p-e-e-q oh p-e-e-q yeah and just you know uh just search chris 51 and then it'll come up and you'll see the interviews i've done and yeah and it's kind of a cool new thing and they're really going to be pushing it they're putting on their homepage for me and stuff and and it'll help us you know bring more guests into here too which yeah, is kind of yeah. cool so well, we're still working on getting some guests in here. We got some uh, different things. We're talking uh, to some people. We're talking yeah, to some people. Yeah, we got to get we got to get somebody in here and uh, do a chat session with them. But, um, anyways, for now, uh, we are Headbangers Rock Show, loosely uh, or sometimes tightly affiliated with Headbangers mm-hmm. Con, which right, is the right. first uh, ever rock and roll convention, um, which we had up here in Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon, it was the first ever one. So we are uh, Headbangers Rock Show, Headbangers Podcast. Thank you for listening or following us, Facebook. Instagram, listening on Spotify, Apple Music, all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, all right. So this week's episode, we are well into it, an hour into it now, and we are talking basically about the one of the age-old questions in rock. Who's the better singer? <laughs> Bud or Bud Light? Yeah. No, <laughs> Ozzy or Dio? Who do you prefer, basically? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're going over a little bit of, you know, I mean, you know, mu- you know musically, who had the better songs, vocally, who was better. But I think in, overall, I think we're kind of boiling it down to like... Our taste and our, our our criteria for this was we went Black Sabbath versus Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. We both agree that Ozzy's Black Sabbath maybe a little bit better. Um, he had more material, but if if overall we're going to go with Ozzy's Black Sabbath, and then uh, we're going album versus album in their solo careers, just because right. that kind of how else are you going to compare them? You know, but right. why not go album versus album? And they each have their first six albums, separated by a few years here and there, but nonetheless they're eighties rock albums for the most part. Um, and right now we had, uh, we had Blizzard of Oz versus Holy Diver. Mm-hmm. You took Blizzard. I took Holy Diver. Mm-hmm. We had Diary of a Madman versus Last in Line. You took Diary. I took Last in Line. Right. <laughs> Seeing a pattern here. It's a pattern. Um, then we had Bark at the Moon versus Sacred Heart and probably Sacred Heart, one of, uh, uh Dio's in the eighties, one of his more obscure eighties albums. We both took Bark. Mm-hmm. And then we had Ultimate Sin versus Dream Evil. I took Dream Evil, um, and you, you must not have done your homework because you took Ultimate Sin. Oh, uh, yeah. much better. <laughs> you must have. You, that you was must. our first real landslide. The others we were real close on, but you were all for Dream oh, Evil. And Dream I was Evil. all for Ultimate Dream Sin. Dream Evil for one. me is one of the best. I love Dream Evil as an album. Um, Keep, all right. So we got, uh, now we're getting into, in, now we're getting into um, the later 80s and, and 90s, really. Yeah. So when you go album by album, each of their fifth album, and we're not we're not throwing we're not doing any of the live albums any of the live EPs yeah. or any of that stuff. It's just straight up albums. studio albums. Studio albums. Yeah. So then you get to September twenty eighth, eighty eight is No Rest for the Wicked, mm-hmm. and uh, March fifteenth of ninety is Lock Up the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Now we thought Sacred Heart was an interesting, uh, you know, kind of obscure. Lock Up the Wolves is definitely, you know, yeah. I I had I mean I went back and listened to some of this for the preparation for the show, but I mean, I couldn't really 
say my up until now i couldn't yeah. have said much about lock up the wolves i don't really know it at all yeah i've i mean maybe i've heard a couple songs off there just just randomly putting them on playlists over the years or something but i don't know um in my opinion this is another one where it's not really a fair fight kind of like the last one because dream evil is i love dream evil so much mm-hmm. that it would have probably beat most of ozzy's albums this is not really a fair fight because No Rest for the Wicked is my favorite Ozzy album. So good, dude. So there's not much, you know, unless it was Holy Diver against, you know, No Rest for the Wicked, then we'd have a a, a real match. But yeah. No Rest for the Wicked, in my opinion, is Ozzy's best. And Nothing's it's, beating it's, this out for you, huh? And it's, um, what's his name's, uh, Zach Wilde's first, yeah. ba- first album. And I mean, it's just, uh, I hardly know Lock Up the Wolves, I have to admit. I yeah. listened to a little bit of it here. Um so I I put on so this is the first album where Vinny a piece is gone and Simon Wright actually plays the drums for Dio on this album hmm. Simon Wright of uh, latter ACDC fame mm-hmm. or prior I should say he was he was the drummer on you know like the Fly on the Walls and stuff mm-hmm. like that blow up your video um, so you know I don't know I, I I said in my notes here I said song two is cool called Born on the Sun. But I said, by this time, Dio's really kind of losing popularity, mm-hmm. you know, and Ozzy's still, I mean, he comes out with this album that has, you know, Crazy Babies on it, which was a a, a video, yeah. it has Miracle Man. Crushes um, it. And, you know, to me, um, I wrote on here, song, uh, song four, Between Two Hearts, is an odd song. Super slow tempo, but not a ballad. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that song so much. Okay. But- See, and now what I wrote on here is I said would be would be a little better would be a better song with a little higher tempo. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with the next song, "Night Music," too slow. The title track I said is okay, but also slow. Yeah. So I put f- songs four through seven are all just this weird slow kind of like almost like just annoyingly slow tempo. Yeah, that's that's why it makes it a forgettable album for me. Yeah, and I just put overall it's like. Ugh, it's okay. It just, it just, when these songs that, I mean, they're just, like I said, un, that's what I put right here, annoyingly slow. Yeah. They just, they mope along, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm just like, man, they would kick it up a little bit and they might be actually some pretty good songs, mm-hmm. but, um, it's like your sex life, annoyingly slow. So no, you that, kick that, it up a little bit. No, <laughs> no that's actually annoyingly fast. <laughs> oh, if you ask my wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I think that, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it doesn't get. It just doesn't have any bite to it. Lock it, up the no, wolves. That's exactly what no put it. Has to no it. bite. And, it has and, no balls to it. And on top of that, we're we're putting it up against No Rest for the Wicked, which is Miracle Man, Crazy Babies, Fire in the Sky, all great songs. All the deep cuts are good. Devil's Daughter, Tattoo Dancer. Yeah, it's a real complete album for sure. And then they had that ninth song on the album, which if if you bought the record or the tape, mm-hmm. it's not listed, but there's a ninth song. Mm-hmm. Now later on, they um they call the land or they call the um song hero i guess is what mm-hmm. it has a title finally they put it in there now yeah but for when you bought this when i bought this uh cassette in the um you know right around the you know eight, 90s or whatever whenever mm-hmm. i got it um that last song you would just you, you would think it was over and yeah. then here comes another song oh, whoa excuse me yeah it was Holy a hidden track macro it was a hidden sneeze <laughs> it was Lord. a hidden sneeze that came on out of nowhere um so <laughs> so <laughs> there's nothing to sneeze about this album God. is it no it's um, not Okay, so I mean, for me, it's it's no question. I mean, this is Ozzy, in my opinion, this is his best album, start to finish. Um, even the even the the so called ballads on this album, the slower songs on Ozzy, you know, Hero and um, Fire in the Sky, 
Great songs. Great, great songs. It's a, I mean, No Rest for the Wicked wins, and it's not even close. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I'm a right landslide. I'm right with you. Completely agree with every word you just said. And then the introduction of Zach Wilde. Did you hear me call you work. Fruit Cake? Yeah. You agree with that then, too? Of course. Okay, good. Of course. Yeah. So but all yeah, the introduction good. of Zach Wilde, uh, you you just can't compare it to that. Like yeah. the whole it's, guitar sounds changed with no rest. I I don't think it's Ozzy's best. <laughs> I think it's a great record. Start there's there's no filler. It's a perfect record. Yeah. It really it's a perfect record. I don't think it's his best, but yeah. it blows away Lock Up the Wolves. Like yeah. Lock Up the See, Wolves. You know Lock Up the Wolves has those wolves got neutered. There's just no balls to that record. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. none. Yeah, it's just very boring, man. I, yeah. went, I was listening to it, and I'm just like, songs are slow. Nothing really grabs you. Although I did say what, what song two, Born on the Sun, was actually not bad. But man, it just was just slow yeah. and just, I was like, poopy. Man, what is this? You know, like, and poopy in a bad way. Yeah. Not like when I call you poopy. That's in a good way. That is a good but, way. Um, anyways, um, yeah, so for me, No Rest wins, and it's, oh, God, it's not even close. Not even close. If um, if that last one wasn't very close, no rest for the wicked versus lock up the wolves. Uh, I hate to say it, but this next one, <laughs> I don't know if there's any if there's any hope for this one being close either. Um, anyways, Ozzy versus Dio. We're down to the last album mm-hmm. solo solo stuff. Um, this is no more tears versus um, strange highways. Mm-hmm. No more tears comes out. Uh, September 17th, 91. And Strange Highways is 10, uh, 10, October 25th, uh, 93. Mm -hmm. Now, two things with this. Um, No More Tears is an iconic album. Strange Highways is a buried, what? 
who album you know like i didn't mm-hmm. i i don't i honestly of all the albums i probably even knew a little bit more of lock up the wolves than i did of even strange highways right so no more tears is just and this was a time again so we're in the 90s now and maybe dio has a little bit of a um i mean maybe it's a little of an unfair fight in the sense that you know by the time his album comes out in 93 we're fully entrenched in in grunge and the takeover and so a guy like dio who was known for his 80s rock probably had no chance of having an album in 93 that was awesome now 91 when no more tears came out that was kind of at the very beginning of grunge making a comeback or grunge making a uh, an implant mm-hmm. an implant grunge making a impact impact thank you <laughs> making an, <laughs> implant. an implant was on your mind well maybe yeah gosh <laughs> um but uh you know in in, the, in 91 you know you had you had the black album you had this you had the use your illusions so really there were some pretty good um 80s bands that had great 91 albums out mm-hmm. you know it's slave to the grind right so there were some good albums. The, the transition hadn't really happened yet but it was happening to a degree that like those albums that we just talked about were getting a little bit more of a graduated sound you know they weren't as 80 sounding mm-hmm. um well not that metallica ever was really but you know what i mean like you right. know slave to the grind is different this one i think is a little different and, and these, a little these, more mainstream too and, and and no more tears even after the grunge hit no more tears and ozzy he's he survived it just fine he was a crossover like you could like grunge and Soundgarden and all that stuff and still dig ozzy same way you could dig like metallica obviously and, and guns and roses and stuff like that mm. it was the bands like poison and and you know um trickster and you know all all those bands are the ones that you know cinderella's and wingers that got marginalized in the 90s not really ozzy ozzy kind of he had a place still in rock people still could dig him right that's why this no more tears was so so good in my opinion so i said this in my notes i like i said i don't know if it's a fair fight because i think strange highways to me strange highways sounds like dio going 90s unfortunately Mm. you know how there's a lot of bands that went with that 90s sound. Mm-hmm. To me, it sounds like Dio going 90s. See, I disagree. You disagree. I'm I'm picking my first Dio record over Ozzy for this one. You're kidding me. You have This is your first Dio one. You like Strange Highways. I loved it. I got really? I got this album when it came out. Oh. I loved so Strange you, Highways. You, so this is like your dream evil. Like you had it. This is. Really? And this album, the first, Jesus, Mary, and the Holy Ghost, yeah. Firehead, Strange Highways, Hollywood Black, Evolution, like the first five songs on this record, it's mm-hmm. like it went from it's like almost like somebody told Dio, uh, "Hey, um, lock up the wolves. You ha- you lost your balls. You're no longer heavy metal. You need to f- kick it up a fucking notch." Yeah, and it's he listened, and it comes out just heavy, but it's not <sighs> grunge heavy. It just comes out heavy as shit. Yeah, this to me, Strange Highways is heavier than the last two or three albums before it. It is heavy. It's and heavy, yeah. I yeah. love I love the sound of it. I think it's well produced. I love the sound of it. And to me, No More Tears, I'm sorry, but I know everybody loves that record. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a boring record to me. Well, you know, I mean, there's something I to be said. I don't like the change in Ozzy. I don't yeah. like going from No Rest for the Wicked. No, it, it, To me, it's a, it's like a that Metallica Black album. It's, oh. it's kind of a sellout record. If you're going that way. If, you, if you're looking at it like that, then... to me. It's just you, like... Yeah, you may have a point, but here's the thing about, for me, for No More Tears, like the song No More Tears is awesome. I agree with you in the sense that No More Tears had three ballads on it. You know, yeah, Mama, I, I'm I Coming like, Home. It was, um, it was a pussy record. Time like, After Time and... 
Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, I don't, whatever. But there's three yeah, ballads on there. there three full on ballads. Too much for me. It's too much. However, I think like um, Zombie Stomp is awesome. AVH is awesome. Yeah, no More Tears yeah. is awesome. Um, no More Tears I can't even listen to anymore. It's just really? too played out for me. Oh, Mr. Tinker Train is great. I can't great. listen to it. Really? It's too played out. So you you that that's a played out album for you, huh? Yeah. And to here's me, what I wrote about that. Highways is like the, the lost gem that wow. nobody really knew of. That like, is interesting because yeah. I I Give it wrote, another listen. I wrote, I wrote on here that again, I was like, I was again, title track is slow again. These songs really, I said they drag really badly. To oh, me, it. it was super slow again. And I was just like, oh, I couldn't, they couldn't. No, listen they, to those first it, five songs over again. And, and it did have, to me, it did have, uh, Strange Highways does have that feel a little bit of, not, not grunge, but you know, there were some, um, you know, some of these 80s bands came out with albums that were, very unlike their 80s stuff, a la Motley Crue, you know, their yeah. 94 album, even, uh, you know, Poison when they had the Richie Kotzen album. It was just, they were, they were getting different. They were, they were graduating. I think Dio, it's not, it's not grunge sounding, but it's, they, they, it feels like he's trying, they think it's trying to be a little alternative to me. He changed his sound a little bit, but I think yeah. he had to because the last album was such a stink shit fest that I think he had to change Well, you're his right. Sound. He had to because, I mean, that was the way the sound was going, but yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, so that that was it for me. That was my only Dio win, actually. So I'm at one, two, three, four, five Aussie to one Dio. Five Aussie to one Dio. And so yeah. here, what I have, I have it. Shit, I have it three to three. You have it tied three to three. Is wow. the Black Sabbath the tiebreaker? Because <laughs> I picked ah, Aussie. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, crap. I didn't think about that. So I, yeah, I do have. <laughs> I do have it three to three because I initially, initially Aussie was going to win because I had a tie with Last in Line. And um, Diary of a Madman, but by 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 the by the um, by the, the 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 grace of the Dio gods, it was nice weather today. I went out and mowed, mowed the lawn, the lawn and I, but I put Dio's Last in Line album, and I started with like the sixth or seventh song and listened to that second side, and I was like, you know what, this is not as bad as this is not as filler as I thought. So I fillery. said, you know what, yeah, filler is not as fillery. <laughs> Um, so I, I said, no, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna say it's a little better than than uh, Bark at the Moon. Mm. So I have it three to three. Wow. So here's the big thing now, Ozzy versus Dio and whatever, the Black Sabbath thing we won't, uh, I was, mo- mo- you know, I think this is mostly about their solo career because right. they had so much in their, although Ozzy had eight Black Sabbath albums, so he had a massive career before he even yeah. had his stuff. But yeah. I think really because you and I kind of, we kind of focus on with this podcast, 80s rock and metal, yeah. we're really talking about 80s solo Ozzy, 80s to early exactly. 90s solo Dio. And uh, we stopped at these albums here because I think after this, you know, it goes into, I mean, who knows what happens after this? I mean, just, you know, it, Ozzy has some other albums. I just think where we stopped with No More Tears and Strange Highways is kind of the end of their career. Again, they had yeah. other stuff come out, but it's, no, I agree. it's not, you know, it's, it's now yeah. we're well into the late 90s and 2000s and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess the funny thing is, is, so if, if if you're making, I guess what it comes down to now is if you're making a, so we went album by album, mm-hmm. and it, for me it's a tie. For you, it's overwhelmingly Ozzy. Mm-hmm. So you, you're gonna you're gonna say you you just like Ozzy's music better, like album for album. I do. In fact, I'll I did this. Okay, I was at the, when I was at the gym this morning. I made on I made a Pandora playlist or a Spotify playlist. Uh, Ozzy solo Ozzy, okay, and a solo Dio. And you handpicked the songs? And I handpicked the songs off every record. Okay. My Dio playlist had 16 songs. 
Okay. 16 songs off over all his albums, his oh. 16 songs that I'm like, I can work out to the gym at this. I can listen to this. Yes, yeah. I love these songs. Okay, right. 16. Ozzy had over 50 really? on my playlist. 50? Yeah. Wow. It was a huge difference to me. So I am fully Ozzy on this. Huh. Um, so I would say for me, um, God, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 you know, I think, I think if I'm making two playlists, 10 songs and 10 songs or 15 songs and 15 mm-hmm. songs, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess it really depends on the mood for me sometimes. Am I in the mood for Ozzy? Am I in the mood for Dio? Man, it's a hard pick. I, I, I think overall, though, even though I have it tied three to three, mm-hmm. like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna choose, because even though Holy Diver beats Blizzard, it's not. I mean, and Holy Diver's great. I still think Blizzard's awesome. Right. Even though Last in Line beats Bark, I still think Bark is pretty good. Oh, hey, yeah. symptoms. <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> um. So, and then we got down to um. Yeah, ultimate sin, dream evil. Oh wait, no, no, I said bark. Diary, yeah. last in line beats diary, but not not by a ton. Diary's still good for me. Uh, and then bark beats sacred heart. It wasn't, you know, it was a pretty good beat there. Um, dream evil crushes for me. Ultimate sin. But then when you get to these last two albums, I mean, like I these last two D albums, like, you liked that one, but for me, I just they were they were harder listens to me. So the fact that it's it's close early. Um, and then, and then Ozzy wins it walking away in the end. I think in the end, I would have to say, you know, as much as I dig a ton of Dio stuff, I probably, if I'm making two 10 song playlists of songs I like by each artist, I'm, it might be, it, I might give Ozzy, I might give Ozzy the little nod, okay. the little nod, just because I, I do think his great songs are really, really great. And even though Dio's great songs are great, I just, there is something about, you know, Ozzy's songs that are just awesome. And, and it's tough for me to say this because I really dig Dio. Yeah. I really dig Dio's stuff. But he does have, in my opinion, a couple stinker albums. So I guess, I guess I'm going Ozzy for the win. Both I mean, going Ozzy. they were tied in solo, solo. Ozzy had the nod in Black Sabbath. But I guess in reality, if I'm thinking about it, I guess I'm going. Ozzy by by a nose for See, me. I think, but yours is Ozzy by a Ozzy by a landslide. By, but for yours me. is Ozzy by a length or two. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yep. All right. Well, there it is. Ozzy versus uh, Dio. It was a good um, show. It was fun. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, people have and, and people feel very passionate about about both these guys. Um, and especially, there's a lot of passionate Dio fans, you know. And, yeah. and I know if anybody Dave listens, Dave Grohl being one of them. Yeah, and I know anybody, people that listen to this show and you want to like you know um, give your opinion on Facebook or whatever, we'll we'll put a link to the show. Absolutely do. You know, it doesn't take anything away. Like I think Dio is awesome. Oh, He's absolutely. one of my favorites. Um, He's a metal god. And uh, and you know, I think there are definitely some people out there that will absolutely be Dio w- way over Ozzy, mm-hmm. and then there'll be other ones Ozzy way over Dio. Ozzy definitely has a more. He's more popular for sure. sure. Absolutely, he's more mainstream, more popular, which may give the nod in some people's eyes to Dio. You know, those people that like are the deep cut people. You know, yeah. <laughs> kind of like you, like me, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which is surprising that I didn't give Dio the nod. I'm, I kind of gave, gave, gave Ozzy the nod. Yeah, um, but Dream Evil still an awesome album. <laughs> no it's an you awesome say. album, but yeah. so is the Ultimate Sin. All right. Well, I don't know if we can. I mean, we concluded something for our own selves. 
mm-hmm. people can conclude something for their own selves, yeah. whether what you know what they like. Um, I I just think you know nod goes to Ozzy. The nod head in the head, in the end goes, goes a little bit to Ozzy, in my opinion. So yeah, yeah, that's where it stands. Anyways, it was kind of fun. Yeah, it's cool to look at these things. You know, like I said, like Sammy versus Dave or Bond versus Brian. You know, mm-hmm. which one do you like better? Because there are, I mean, with within certain bands, there are different eras and then again with solo artists and the, the irony is is that both of these guys were in the same yeah. band you know he replaced him and then they both had amazing solo careers yeah, you know crazy. in the 80s they both had, i mean dio had a great solo career and ozzy had a great solo career so it's kind of funny how their their paths are you know parallel they, they cross and then they also run parallel for you know mm-hmm. so anyways um all right well that's been headbangers rock show the podcast version um we'll be back in couple weeks with uh, our next show which maybe we'll have to get back on the uh, making the 80s album we got to finish side yeah. one yeah we do so we talked about it last week <laughs> maybe we didn't really need to finish side one song five yeah. i started actually looking at some song fives over the last couple tough weeks battle. that's gonna be a tough yeah. one that is gonna be a tough one all right headbangers rock show i'm uh joe across the way from me is chris 51 and you're gonna stay i'm gonna stay metal I'm going to stay dreaming about evil, man. I'm dreaming evil.